welcome to the Slice of Wine podcast, the podcast that gives you snippets of the people, places, and innovations behind the barrel. I'm your host, Amy Cronin, and today I'm speaking with Derek Vinicombe of Vinicombe Imports, a company that represents a diverse portfolio of fine family-owned German wines. Welcome, Derek. <laughs> Amy, great to see you. Welcome welcome to Germany. <laughs> yeah, I know. It looks beautiful. Much sunnier there today. No, that's the, the Rhine behind me. Oh, that way. That's oh. the Rhine behind me. <laughs> I love the, um, I love your name up in the sky like Batman. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm, I'm getting older, so I need to, rem- I need, I need some, something to remind me what my name, about my name. Otherwise, oh, good. Yes. Away. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you've been in the wine industry in Germany since like 1969, is it? Well, yeah, I was, um, to put it bluntly, I was brought up on the bottle. So my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, they were all in the wine business, but I'm British from birth. Um, uh, so they they thought it would be a good idea if, if Derek also got into the wine business and got drinking. And of course, Derek, when he was a young guy, he thought that's a great idea. <laughs> so I was the first person in, in, in Great Britain, really, to go to a viticultural college in Germany. I was the first guy to do this back in 1969. That. Um, that was quite something spectacular because we weren't in the European Union. Uh, 1969 was a different world as it is today. Well, that's why I got caught on Riesling. And uh, I thought I would stay in, in Germany for two or three years studying viticulture and go back to Great Britain. And uh, lo and behold, it's 2021 now, and I'm still in Germany. Uh, and I've got too many friends in Germany now. It's become, <laughs> Germany has become the big success story, I think, in Europe. It's a great democracy, a great country, and uh, a lot of very good people. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me, how has the, speaking of good people, you represent a portfolio of family-owned wineries. Um, and so these are not the you know, huge, um, you know, machine working, you know, you know, uh, estates that are uh, cranking out thousands and thousands and thousands of, of bottles. These are finely craft bottles of wine on very interesting estates throughout the, the country. Tell me a little bit about uh, the portfolio that you have now. Well, yeah, this is this is part of my philosophy or our philosophy um, that we are back to the roots. Germany has changed quite spectacular. We're back, as I said, back to the roots. It's it's real agriculture. When I first studied viticulture, it was uh, the professors told me at the time, we don't worry what happens in the vineyards. We make the wine in the cellars. Now it's quite different. Now we're really back to mother nature, getting to the terroir. And it's the terroir behind me. The, that's limestone terroir behind me. Um, it's back to the roots, yeah. back to mother nature. Uh, which is unfortunately a bit tough sometimes. But on the other hand, the quality of the wines has improved. So these are all family estates. Uh, it's, 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 it's the difference between beverage wine and fine wines. There's a difference, huge difference. You just have to go up a couple of dollars or $3 or $4 in price, and you get to real authentic wines. Uh, and I said, that's not just the case in Germany. It's any country. We've got uh, youngsters now in on the business. And, I must think, I must say, I thought 20 years ago, viticulture in Germany would die out because the youngsters would not be interested in working with the mud and working in the cellars. It's very hard work uh, and you don't earn much for a living. <laughs> and I thought people in the time, oh, Frankfurt's behind me. I thought people were just going to banking and insurance pe- insurance companies and all the big guys and earn tons of money. Um, but then, of course, along came the... the uh, the, uh, the economics crisis, 
uh, and before that, all these youngsters were already getting into Mother Nature. Yeah. And of course, it's the climate change. It's also, we've noticed since 1985, that people are realizing, the youngsters are realizing that we have to be careful what's happening to our future and our future generations. I mean, not my generation, I won't be here, but um, the future generations, I mean, I must think of my grandchildren. Um, they're going to be they're going to be very annoyed about how we've ruined this this planet. So it's so important that the youngsters are now into authentic wines and taking care of Mother Nature. So we're not spraying insecticides. Mm -hmm. We're getting away from herbicides. We try to avoid fungicides. We even spray things like baking powder. So it's really back to the roots to try and get the real wines out of the terroir. It, it's absolutely amazing. And it keeps me going just to see how these youngsters work. Yeah. And of course, it's the other, something very important. When I started in 69, it was a man's world. No ladies at all. <laughs> now, now it's at least one third, if not more, women. Wow. Uh, and I must say, I mentioned this last week on another broadcasting. Women do the job very well indeed. <laughs> this is getting me plus points, of course, but uh, I must admit, women are very good at winemaking. They have a very fine sense of feeling and they work hard. They put on their boots, they get dirty. You can see the women, they have dirty fingers. And they work damn hard. They, work, they drive the tractor. They're out spraying. They're in the They're cleaning the tanks. They're, they're in, the, in the dirt. Uh, but uh, we have a lot of women in our portfolio who do a tremendous job. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely so amazing. So I want to talk about climate change, but before we do, I want to talk about, I'd love to hear more about what makes man, like vineyard management and winemaking in Germany um, tough work, you know, as opposed to maybe a, another region where um, that might be a little different. Well, um, as you can see, just over, over there, whoops, that's the, uh, I gotta get the right way over here. It's a very <laughs> steep slope. That is the Nierstein Hipping slope. It's very steep, so it, it's manual work. We have a lot of manual work, and in the moles, it's very steep slopes. It's all manual work, so it, it's tough. Uh, and the climate is hard here in Germany. We're quite far up north, so it's a tough climate. But of course, it, it's the climate change so far has brought positive aspects. We now get ripe grapes every year. It's mm. it's, it's uh, very positive for us. Um, the only problem we do have is. Uh, that we have things we've never had before, like a lot of hail or tornadoes. I mean, you know, tornadoes in the US, we never yeah. used to have anything like that. Now we have tornadoes ripping through villages, ripping off roofs. Uh, my roof's still on, I think it's okay. Um, but <laughs> these, these are the new problems, but we, we, we're okay, we're okay. It, it's when, it, when hail comes down, it's only in a very small area. Mm -hmm. So it's always good if you don't have all your vineyards in one little parcel. If you have them spread out, that's the best insurance policy. Yeah. <laughs> well, so another another problem we have is since 2018 is drought. Interesting. Uh, we've had since 2018 nor more or less no rainfall, and this is serious. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the vines, it's been no problem because we do dry farming, so have we make sure the roots go down deep. Yeah, have, so, have, have the vineyards always done dry dry farming? Or is oh that yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. uh, before 2003. Mm -hmm. irrigation was not permitted it was not allowed okay. firstly uh, water is very expensive you can't just pump water out of the Rhine 
You're not right. allowed to do that. You'll, you'll, you'll land up in jail. Um, but uh, water is very expensive. Um, so dry farming was the thing forever, even since Roman times. I mean, Romans brought viticulture to Germany mm -hmm. 2000 years ago. And it, they found the best places to plant vines, the Romans there. The Italians were very clever in those days, 2000 years ago. And it's still the same places we're now cultivating vines. So it's wow. trial and error. It's worked over 2000 years. Yeah. But, but, but it's the drought problem, but vines with their roots going down so deep up to, up to about 12 feet deep, wow. or even deeper, 20, even deeper than that, mm -hmm. um, they get enough moisture. And we've seen that, I saw that amazing pictures of how when we had this drought, everything was parched and brown. Even the leaves were falling off the trees in the summer because it was so dry, but the yeah. vineyards were lush green. It was amazing. an amazing sight, even during the drought. Amazing. Uh, this year has been quite different. We've had plenty of rainfall this year, uh, yeah. too much rainfall. And this is the opposite. Uh, down in the south and the Mediterranean countries, they've... Um, had tremendous heat they're up into the hundreds and it's a uh, terrible fires and we've had the, the opposite this year we've had terrible floodings which has been it's this the other side global war, global warming the change of climate doesn't mean it just gets hotter it means it changes right the jet right. the jet stream has, has has slowed down and we either get a whole year of drought or we get a, a whole year of rainfall so we don't we hope it's not going to rain all this year, yeah. uh, but so far we're okay. But as I said, uh, last month we had the worst flooding that Germany has had forever. Yeah, forever. Have, have, in in your time, have you ever seen a flood even similar to the no, devastating no. floods? Floods? Have you I, seen flooding at all? Has, has I, I have never seen anything like this in all my life. I, I experienced it myself because on the R River, the valley, that little valley yeah. north of us. Two hours north of us we have one of our estates that philip nellis he's in my portfolio so after it happened i went there with my son and volunteered to, to go and help because the whole valley had been more or less destroyed i mean about 300 people have died wow. and it was a wall of water like a tsunami that came down that valley it's um it's the, the i have never seen such destruction in all my life I and mean, you have to go back to wartime to see anything like that Right. It's the same way. Yeah. I mean, in California, you have the fires. Right. It's the same thing. I've seen the fire damage in Napa. Napa. I've seen the damage done by fires. So mm -hmm. it's fire damage there. And here we have the waters, the flood waters, which which have caused such destruction. Thousands and thousands of cars which are smashed to, to pieces and houses just carried away. Looking at pictures, it did. I think a tsunami yeah. is a really... Um, a, a really good image to, to yeah. put in people's minds. It, it did look, you know, looking at the pictures of the R and, and yeah, the but, village, uh, Looking at like... pictures doesn't give the true picture. Right. I was, as I said, <laughs> I was there and yeah. to be there, the smell, it's because thousands and thousands of liters, because the R region is a red wine, Spätlebunder. Mm -hmm. So the, all the cellars have been emptied of wine. Wow. It all went into the river. So the slick and the mud it was very fine, slick, and it stank of red, red wine? wine, of oil, of petrol, of yeah. all sorts of other unpleasant things. Yeah. Um, I had to wear a mask the whole day. Mm. Um, it's, it's, I have, as I said, I have never seen anything like it before. It was, uh, but this is the climate change. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's hitting us. It's hitting the US and the California with fires. And it's hitting us with 
extreme flooding. What should the trade and what should consumers expect from future vintages as far as like the climate change is concerned? I mean, has Germany sort of seen you know, pretty, you know, pretty much consistent vintages year to year? Are we now expecting things to fluctuate? Like this vintage might be beautiful and the next vintage might be completely different. Maybe it's still beautiful, but in a very different way. Are we, are we to expect like wide swings in vintages? Um, um, we are not going to expect. The only thing we're going to, is going to change is the yields, so the quantities. Mm -hmm. I mean, looking back over the years, you know yourself, I mean, we have great vintages like 71, 76, 59, 53, 21. Uh, there's been some great vintages in the past, um, but there's also been a lot of vintages in between where the grapes never ripened. Now, yeah. since 85, the grapes ripen every year. But if hail comes or we have moisture at the wrong time with mildew coming in, we lose the crop. So uh, we have good wines we can we can harvest good wines every year now mm -hmm. but it can be a great vintage like 2019 or 2018 was good i mean if we're looking back over the last few years it's been fantastic wines every year yeah it's just one vintage might be a little bit better like 2019 was a little bit better or it might be a little bit better in one area or one area got her ah yeah frost damage is also a thing because we're starting off the vegetation starts off earlier in the year, it can be that we have cold Arctic weather coming down and then we have frost damage in, in February or to March or even in May. Well, and we had it this year in France, for example. The youngsters in France have never seen anything like this before with frost damage coming in April. Wow. And I mean, this, this has caused a huge impact in France, down so in the south of France as well. It was, it was, it was uh, five degrees below freezing in the Mediterranean. Wow. And, and the vines had already started to grow. So, I mean, they were killed off. Wow. So, so these, yeah. are, these are our modern problems we have to face. Mm -hmm. And this is- but Okay, I, I'm, I'm pleased we can face these because at least we get ripe grapes. <laughs> you just might have, so a good vintage, if, you know, a good vintage today is is less so about the grapes ripening because you're, you you're pretty much guaranteed ripe grapes. It's more oh, yeah. about the yield. But the wine, yeah. and then the winemaking has changed in Germany. I mean, so Germany's predominantly Riesling and um, Speckburgunder or Pinot Noir. Yeah. Um, that was my horrible German. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Ger um, Germany's numbers, we're number one in the world with Riesling and number three in the world with Pinot Noir. So that's uh, excellent. And I'm so pleased also in, in Massachusetts that our sales of um, Pinot Noir, they're, they're rocketing up as well. And when I started making wine, I learned how to make wine. I was, I'm a winemaker, qualified winemaker. But in those days, I was making red wine like a white wine, which was a shit. Uh -huh. Now we have, <laughs> no, 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 the youngsters are now, I've learned from the youngsters. The youngsters are making real red wines. Yes. So yep. we're up to top, top style Per Burgundy style Pinot Noir here in Germany, and it's uh, we've got the same sort of temperatures as in Burgundy, so it's possible to make great Pinot Noir in Germany. And the youngsters uh, are doing a great job, whether it's the, the ladies or the or the boys, they're doing a great job with with real authentic Pinot Noir, malolactic fermentation, unfined, unfiltered. I mean, it's unbelievable. I would when I started, I would have never believed you could bottle a wine without fining and without filtering. Now they're doing that, no fining, no filtering. It's it's amazing. 
Wow. And, orga- yeah. and, and largely organic or sustainable, correct? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we might not be certified organic, but they all yeah. work. As I said, it's back to the roots. So they're all working in this direction. Okay, with the mildew, they might need a fungicide twice a year. Last year, we didn't need anything. But this year, yeah. we've had to spray we'll at least three it. times fungicides. Yeah. So it, it depends on the weather. So, But if you get certified organic, you cannot spray the fungicides. That's the problem. But tell um, me, as I said, we're, we're pleased that we only have to face these problems. Yeah. Now, tell me, let's talk more about Riesling, because Riesling has had quite a journey since 1969. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean... Uh, in those days, of course, Riesling used to be just sweet. Yeah. And there was no really good dry Riesling. But things have radically changed, thanks to the youngsters as well. In the beginnings, I mean, you rec- perhaps you might have seen the first dry Rieslings coming out of Germany. They were very tart and very lean mm-hmm. because we're not, we were not making them correctly. A good dry wine, you have to have physiologically ripe grapes. And you have to make a dry wine carefully. And now the, the growers, uh, they're all the producers are onto this now to make good dry wines from physiologically ripe, healthy grapes. Uh, and of course, uh, the grapes are ripe. In those days, in the 70s yeah. and 60s, we didn't have ripe grapes every year. And in the Mosel Valley, we had to rely on noble mold on this botrytis to even yeah. get up to enough sweetness. Now we have, we don't even need botrytis anymore. Botrytis is noble mold. So uh, you can't make a dry wine with noble mold because that no. it's the honeyed flavor that comes with noble mold and that tastes bitter. Mm-hmm. So we just need healthy, ripe grapes and we get them now. So we can make great dry Riesling and that's they're not too tart. They're not too tart. Yeah, no, and that's amazing. I mean, and that's a, that's a, that part of that is, a, you know, the youngsters and their approach to the, to the Riesling. But it also sounds like a lot of that it has to do with climate change. And, and the ripening of the grapes now actually allow for drier wines as opposed to the sweeter styles that were created. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this, this is, so that's why I said at the beginning, we're, 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 not, we're not complaining about the climate change at the moment. It's, it's helped us immensely yeah. to get these ripe grapes where we can really ferment the grape juice all the way through to get a dry Riesling. So the, 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 the acidity is ripe. We have a lot of tartaric acid now. And this tartaric mm-hmm. acid is this ripe acidity uh, and not any, any unripe acidity components in the, in the juice. So th- this is, as I said, it's only positive so far for us. No yeah. problems. Except for the flood. Except for flooding. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the devastation and floods. <laughs> and occasional droughts and frosts. But, yeah, uh, but okay, we, we can't, the world is never perfect. But uh, as I said, we, we, can, we can live these, with these few disadvantages. They're okay. But as I say, it's, it's, it's amazing for me to see how these youngsters, and it's not just, I know youngsters from other countries in Europe as well, how, how, how they, hard they work. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. As I said, it's, uh, it, uh, this, this passion and devotion that they've, they have developed to work with Mother Nature, to produce authentic wines, I think is amazing. It's amazing. So what, what, should, um, what should we expect from, from Germany in, in coming years and from these, these youngsters? Um, you know, so they've, they're, they're evolving the, uh, this new generation is involve, evolving the wine industry. And, and where do you see it going in, in the next few well, years? I see all my estates in my portfolio. It's now the second generation already have taken over. Yeah. Uh, and the next generation, the youngsters are already the, the little girls, they're 10 or 12 or, or even 
even even younger, they also seeing how mom and dad are working hard, but they they will also be interested in working with Mother Nature. I mean, we got in in, in Europe this Swedish girl, uh, Fridays for Future. The, all the youngsters are now into trying to restore a better situation with the climate. So it's, it's there's huge changes coming. I mean. Germany's away from atomic power. We're doing away with coal. Um, it's a huge changes coming. It's the biggest revolution since the Industrial Revolution. Amazing. Coming in Germany over the next 20, 30 years. It's absolutely amazing. It's time for a glass. It's going to be expensive. That's the only problem. <laughs> <laughs> we won't worry about that part. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. But, um, but it, as I said, it's the same in the US and here with fine cuisine with the, with the chefs. They produce authentic food. Mm -hmm. Farmers markets. I mean, uh, 30, 40 years ago, you never had a farmers market. Now in the US, you have the farmers markets. It's, it's the same here. People are interested on in authentic food. And it's the same with wine or, or beer. I mean, it's, it's the same with yeah, anything. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, We're seeing this across the, the United States as well. Yeah. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, this was uh, our first guest on um, our new podcast, Slice of Wine. And um, I uh, am excited to, to have uh, many more episodes in the future. And Derek, I know you're going on holiday, so have a wonderful <laughs> holiday. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm only a normal human being. I have to have a holiday once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, and stay tuned for the next episode.